A warm welcome from Montana, and thanks for listening on today's podcast at All Things Wolf and Wild. I'm Mark Cook. This podcast is the first monthly installment of a six-part series on how to be a better and more effective wolf and wildlife advocate. Wolves of the Rockies believes it's time that Montana Fish, Wildlife, and Parks include us, the non-consumptive wildlife-watching community, in their discussions about wildlife management. After all, wildlife belong to all Montanans under the public trust doctrine. And don't forget, much of the land in uh, Montana is national forest. So people outside this state, individuals that care about wildlife and especially wolves, they need to weigh in on this because that public land belongs to them too. Today's podcast is on respect towards others and especially decision makers. It has been our experience that most effective advocates are respectful towards others. When Wolves of the Rockies entered the arena of wolf advocacy many years ago, it was mostly controlled by ranching and hunting individuals and organizations. They dominated whatever happened to wildlife and pretty much what they said went. Blatant threats and intimidation were the norm while at these wolf hearings and meetings. It was not unusual to receive a phone call or an email with a nasty message attached. However, with persistence, knowledge, and respect, this has changed for the most part, and the extreme anti-wolf attitude, while still present, it's not as open as it has been in the past, and this is a good thing. We're seeing more and more people step up to the plate and tell the commissioners and other decision makers um, how they feel about their wildlife. I believe that this is in part because we always took the high road when speaking to decision makers and the opposition while at these meetings and hearings. Some of these anti-wolf opponents will dislike you and your pro-wolf message regardless. There's nothing you can do about this. However, don't lower yourself to being loud, vulgar, disrespectful towards the opposition. Don't make it easy for them to demonize you because you are negative towards them. This will take away their ability to support your point of view because you are rude. Thus, focusing your support for wolves on the message you are presenting giving your opponent less to work with. One lesson we learned early on was, you know, it's okay to think what you want about an individual or an organization that is anti-wolf or anti-wildlife, but please don't say what you think. This will hurt you in the long run. I'd like to give you several unpleasant examples of real-life situations that we have faced and how we dealt with them. Eight years ago or so at the Montana Capitol in front of the Senate Fishing Game Committee, Wolves of the Rockies stood in opposition to Senate Bill 200. This bill would allow a livestock producer the right to shoot a wolf if it was an active threat or considered a threat to their livestock or their ranch dogs. Our concern was that if this bill became law, it would make wolf hunting a year-round possibility because all, all a rancher would have to do is tell Montana Fish, Wildlife, and Parks that this wolf was attacking their dog or their livestock or their property, and they had to kill it. This bill's passing was a foregone conclusion, but we needed to do our best to oppose it. The bill passed with flying colors and was eventually signed into law. Several years later, in front of the same Senate Fishing Game Committee, I was asked by the committee member who sponsored Senate Bill SB 200, was this law being abused by the livestock community? Oh, gosh, my response was I didn't think so, and it was clearly not what the senator wanted to hear or expected out of me.
By me saying this, it gave me the upper hand and created a bond of trust and respect with the entire fishing game committee, which eventually would lead to helping wolves in the future. It was a difficult comment to make, but out of respect to the committee members, it was the right one to make. At the last legislative session in Montana, there was an avalanche of anti-wolf bills moving through both the House and Senate. An anti-wolf organization from Idaho, with the help of a local Montana anti-wolf organizations, were promoting a bounty program on wolves. Bounties are illegal in Montana for wolves. So this organization attempted to get around the law by stating that it was not a bounty that would be paid, but a reimbursement that would be paid. So it was actually a reimbursement program in their eyes. They would pay the hunter and trapper the cost for killing wolves. The chair of this committee was a trapper and a big-time anti-wolf hater. When it came to my time to testify in opposition to the bounty bill, I mentioned the name of the anti-wolf organization from Idaho, and she immediately engaged me with a cease and desist of further identification of this organization. Clearly, she didn't want to hear any opposition to her bill and wanted to flex her muscle and shut me down. I politely, respectfully, and firmly responded to her challenge. She was clearly abusing her position on this committee. It is her responsibility to listen to the public as long as they are polite. Please keep in mind the leadership of this Idaho anti-wolf organization was at this hearing and most likely was brought to this hearing by the chairwoman herself. So, if you feel you are right, don't be afraid to challenge an individual as long as you are respectful in doing so. Thanks for stopping by and listening in on how to be a better wolf advocate. If you have any questions or concerns, please contact us directly or leave a message. And as always, we thank you, our supporters and followers. We could not do any of this without your help.